Do it. Do it. Welcome to the Austin Otaku Podcast, hosted by Jesse McDonald and Keith Goode. Welcome back to the Austin Otaku Podcast, everyone. My name is Jesse McDonald, and joined again by the gastronomically brilliant Keith Goode. I know you are, but what am I? Ooh. 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 Hey. <laughs> I'm all right. How are you doing? Very good. Uh, I'm excited because uh, my parents took joy for the weekend, so I got to sleep until 7.30 today. Ooh. Was that an additional 30 minutes of your day that you got? Hour. An hour. Nice. Wow. You get up before I do uh, then. If I like her. <laughs> Seven days a week, my friend. Oh, dear. Well, you know, at least on the weekends, I get to sleep in a little bit, which is, uh, you know, which is nice. Um, hey, and we've got a few days off from work coming up here soon. So um, I will be sleeping in maybe an extra 30 minutes. I think my day will be wake up, feed her hang out with her for a bit, put her back down, go back to bed. It's going to be great. It's it's the small things that make life worth living. It truly is. <laughs> <laughs> and Joy's pretty small. She is. She is. That indeed. True. That is true. For now. For now. For now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super stoked this week um, because our guest is a very special person in my life uh, and someone that I've basically considered a brother for the better part of 10 years, uh, and our guest today is Scott Hooverman. Scott is a firefighter and owner of Three Alarm Comics in Diaberville, Mississippi, where I'm from, which that was the comic shop that I frequented before I moved to Austin. Uh, Scott has also joined the group of cool kids making podcasts like ourselves, um, mainly through live stream shows, and has recently joined Ming Chen and Mike Zapsik on the A Shared Universe podcasting family. So with that, welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. I'm really excited. It's been a while since we've talked, so it just felt it's like a good a reason to talk to you and might as well record it. Well, I'm, I'm glad y'all invited me on and uh, uh, good to talk, finally talk to you again other than, than dirty text back and forth. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, <laughs> dirty text? What, what am I missing out on here? Oh, I'll <laughs> throw you into the group. Oh, it, it, for, for a while there, they uh, actually started back when they were living here. We, we It just went. It went from one extreme to the other. It, we like, it was like trying to make up stuff to compliment each other. Then it took a bad turn and just <laughs> trying to get as wordy and and uh, and crazy as possible with it. Yeah, they, <laughs> we need to pick that back up. It's been a few years because uh, it got really out of hand back in the day. And this was like pre smartphone. So this is like the keypad with three letters per button. So it's oh, wow. like, oh, yeah. This is going to be great. I've put in a lot of time to get this one out. <laughs> and then it, it was before all the, the auto editing, too. So you couldn't, so if you really screwed up, you screwed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nothing to blame it on. Big fat yeah. clocks. Yeah, I kind, I kind of miss the clamshells. The, uh, you know, the, those phones were fun because you could dramatically text or dramatically <laughs> pick up the phone. Nowadays, you just, yeah, you, no, you just, you flip, flip, text, <laughs> flip, answer. I mean, it was, it's, it's just one of those amazing dramatic tools. And now you can't do that right now. Well, with the nerdy people too, it also felt like you're on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> so for, uh, for the people, on who were listening that don't know you because literally I think I'm the only one that would unless Cammy listens to this. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself professionally and personally. Well, personally, I'm an asshole. 
Um, <laughs> Fair. Professionally, um, I own three alarm comics over in Biloxi, Mississippi, and I'm also a firefighter for the city of Biloxi. And thank you for what you do, sir. Thank you. In, in both Indeed. fashions. Indeed. <laughs> a hero on two fronts. Indeed. Well, let's, well one's hero, one's zero, but you know, no, sorry, <laughs> that's the bank accounts. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on. We know there's a ton of money in comic books. Oh, yeah. I think everybody should have their own so they can go out and make a million dollars overnight. It's <laughs> a good idea. Everyone should do it. I, I encourage everybody to go out and open your own comic shop so you can see the hell you have to go through. <laughs> if we, if this was a video podcast, I would insert the Gene Wilder, you lose, sir. Good day. <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, uh, uh, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, I've been doing this for, I guess about 27 years now, the retail part. And yeah. Um, and Quite honestly, I do it because I love the community. I love the, the people. You know, there's people that I started dealing with 25 plus years ago that I am doing stuff with them and their kids now today. And see, it's crazy. If, if you listen to the podcast or if you're in the uh, the SEO industry, you'll know that Keith and I are big fans of the the kind of camaraderie and almost family that we have within the industry. This comic shop is my first experience with that. That group of people is basically like a family. And the people that I knew from when I lived there, I stay in touch with uh, and still consider them like family. It's nuts. I'd never seen a community like that. And it's wow. insane to think that a, a little comic shop, and not little, but I mean like a, a modest comic shop in Biloxi, Mississippi. I said Diaberville. Technically, that's where you are, Biloxi, whatever. Um, St. Martin. Yeah, ooh, yeah, really break it down. Um, but I mean, like, it was nuts. It was crazy seeing that sort of relationship build up in a, a shop like that. And you don't really hear about it that often. So, Well, yeah. quite quite honestly, the client, well, I hate you using the word clientele, but the people that come in, uh, which as you well know, Jesse, you know, it's, you end up getting to know these people on a personal level. And I've always said, we don't have clients, we don't have customers, we have extended family. And you know, a lot of these people in a pinch, you could call in a heartbeat, even though you haven't talked to them in a while and they would help you out. But I also attribute a lot of it to do the fact that the community here is probably similar to what you're talking about. They're so open-minded. They're so um, uh, willing and accepting. They're, they're passionate. They may not be passionate about what you're passionate about, but fandom has its, has its own built-in passion with it. And it's, it crosses all types of lines. Yeah. Yeah, and it does. I mean, it's it's one of those shops where you find yourself, you go in, you go either find what you're looking for or go browse and you know, pick up whatever you you end up finding, but you end up staying and hanging out. And it, it's I can can't count the amount of hours that I've spent in that shop. Well, a lot of it has to do too with you know this is almost like you know granted let's be honest you know they could get their stuff cheaper online it's not a secret, but. Here, you're actually getting an experience along with it. You're getting that hands-on family environment. Like I said, almost everybody that comes in, we can greet them by name when they come in the door. Um, if it's somebody new, we, we learn their names before too long. And of course, now it's getting harder with everybody wearing masks. It's kind of hard to recognize everybody. But, you know, it, 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 it's gotten to the point where we are more of an atmosphere, not just a, a retail location. Totally. Well, and, you know, this is good practice for you if you ever decide to become a ninja because you need to be able to recognize your fellow ninjas uh, out in the world. And, uh, you know, 
with everyone wearing a mask. You're like, hey, I recognize those eyes. Ninja, please. Ninja, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of sad what the pandemic has done to a, a lot of, um, I guess, potential fandoms and, and the ability to gather and hang out. I know that, you know, I, in fact, I'm wearing the, the shirt for Dragon's Lair here in Austin uh, today. And, you know, prior to the pandemic, you go there any Saturday, pretty well, or any day of the week for that matter. And it's just packed to the gills with people. There's a ton of people sitting around tables playing tabletop games and strategy games. There's folks talking about different comics that they like. And you go in now during the pandemic and people are in and out as quickly as they can be. You know, they want to pick up their subscriptions and see what's new and then try to head out as quickly as they can just because, you know. You know, actually, we've actually had almost the opposite here. Um, we're honestly, I mean, especially recently, it's almost with the exception of wearing masks and stuff, it's business as usual. Mm-hmm. Uh, people still come in, they'll talk, they they maintain their distance from each other. They, they, you know, they, they are very cognizant about everything, but they still love their stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even as far as business goes, quite honestly, we're doing about four times, three to four times the business we were doing the same time last year. For you, um, wow. Well, but you figure a lot of people now, since there are no conventions happening, none of that stuff, that they are, the money that they normally would have saved up for convention stuff, they're actually spending locally. And, and especially when movie theaters were shut down and everything else, you know, you, people wanted some type of entertainment, some type of escape from everything to to the pandemic, to the, to the political fiascos. And they're just, um, you know, wanting some type of escape from it. And mm-hmm. it's, it's helped out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I certainly haven't cut down my spending going to the comp uh, book shop this year. I still have my five standing subscriptions that I go in and I pick up every couple of weeks and, you know, uh, have a chance to peruse anything new. I really do like, though, that you can go into those places. Um, and I really don't think comic book collecting or anything like that is, is something you can do online effectively. I think you have to be in the shop and you have to talk to people, see what they like try new things because I there's no way I would branch out and look at some new uh, indie comic for example if I didn't have somebody's endorsement straight off the bat well that's the good part about it is like I said that, that's where the the community and the family part comes in where you get a chance to do that but believe it or not honestly there's so many people that were just honestly I don't think there are really any more comic not as many comic collectors anymore a lot of them are more speculators I guess and they're looking to turn around to buy something that they can make a you know, flip two weeks from now and you know, make a hundred dollars off of. Mm-hmm. And I, I do see that a lot coming in, you know, and then there's a few apps that are out one. And I, I don't know why people don't think we know about them, even though we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's one called key collector. Mm-hmm. It's basically a, the equivalent of what the wizard magazine used to be decades ago. And basically if key collector says it's hot, everybody goes out and looks for it. So, they're actually creating their own market, which is something I don't believe in. No, 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 no lie. I mean, they're basically, if they put it on there that it's hot or it's a new thing or, or what, and granted, there are some good uses for it. So it helps you find first appearances, things like that. But the second they say that, oh, this book's going to be hot or, or is or under their little speculator thing, it could be a $3 comic. And within 24 hours, it's a $40 comic. Wow. That's crazy. Hmm. So basically you need to figure out how to flub that system to turn more books. 
<laughs> well, well, for me though, it's not like obviously you you've known for a long time, but for me, it's not about the money. It is, I mean, yeah. as long as we can keep money to stay afloat and and to uh, as long as I'm still having fun, then the doors will be open. If one of those two things stop, then we'll close the doors the next day. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I for me, I don't believe in the whole flipping thing. My philosophy has always been buy what you like to read. If it goes up in price, you got a bonus. Yep, totally. If I you want to. If you want to go, if you want to take a chance on throwing money at something, we, you know, we live in a land of casinos down here. You know, you got a better chance of going up to the casino. You got better odds of, of winning something and a quicker return on your money. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Yeah, I, I know that um, back in, I guess it was the early 90s, I was reading uh, Anne Rice novels. And I ended up getting my hands on a first edition signed copy of uh, queen of the damned long before the movie came out and as soon as that movie came out it the the, the value of that book shot straight up same with uh, i've got a, a a white hollow ichigo action figure still in the box never touched um that i bought for 40 bucks it was a san, Di- san diego comic-con exclusive and um it is now worth a thousand dollars i think oh, yeah. and, and i didn't buy it because i wanted to get something that I, it was an investment. I just was like, Oh, this is cool. I, I like the white hollow Ichigo. So, um, but if I ever get hard up for money or maybe, you know, start right. a drug, a drug addiction of some sort, I can, I can uh, sell <laughs> that off. Have, and You gotta have goals. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's funny. Like Scott's always been one of those extremely, you know, modest and kind shop owners. And like he said, he does it for fun. There are a couple books that I have in my collection that I got from him back uh, way back in the day. I think I have like a Hellboy number two first printing, and that was literally at face value. And this was 15 years after that book came out, which I mean, granted, I think it's only like a $60 book right now at price, but still it's like, wow, that's really cool. Mm hmm. Yeah, for me, my thing's always been getting the right stuff in the right people's hands. You know, um, I don't have to to make a ton of money off of it. If I can make the store can make a little bit of profit to keep our doors open, I'm happy. Totally, and that's awesome. It's super agreed. Cool. But it also helps for us not to be your sole source of income. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> which is interesting too, because you've always been one of those people that if you find something interesting to tack on to the shop or you know whatever. You'll do it. Like I think you, uh, you kind of worked on a beer not too long ago, right? Well, actually, yeah, we we did a lot of. Uh, one of my good friends had a brewery here, and we actually went in and we kind of desi- designed our own beer and everything else. So I think that was probably my most crowning achievement in life is have a beer named after the shop. <laughs> nice. What did so, you end up making? Uh, it was actually a black cherry Italian lager. Wow, That's awesome! Nice. It's like, it black was, cher- it's like a it black was, cherry Italian soda in in, in a beer form, or but, but with alcohol, but with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. I dig it. So I, I did a little bit of cyber stalking uh, of you before uh, the show, which is what I. It's my normal. What, whatever it was, they lied on that police report. <laughs> Poor Keith. <laughs> I. But you know, I always I always have to do that just because you know I, I want to have some nice little Easter eggs I can throw in there. And I noticed you, you, you post your art collection on uh, one of the sites out there. And in that art collection, I noticed some of your commissions um, were both DC and Marvel. So I noticed mm-hmm. a, a fair amount of both in there. Do you have a particularly favorite universe between the two or other? 
You know, gr growing up, I'd always been a DC person, and it goes back and forth. It really depends on how well the stories are written. I, I can't say I'm definitely pro one or anti the other. Hmm. Uh, I just there's a lot of stuff that I like on both sides. Even even you know, I've gone a lot down the rabbit hole with a lot of independent books too, and. It, to me, it's always been a lot of people think it's the artwork and everything else they get into it with artwork. To me, it's got to be a good story. Mm -hmm. And books like Sandman and uh, uh, Saga and things like that, that that actually have a, a definite plot line going along rather than having 247 different writers and artists working on the book. You've got the same <laughs> team doing the thing. You know, to me, that's what makes the biggest difference for, to keep my attention on it. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm finding that um, from the comic book perspective, I, I like some Marvel, but not all Marvel. Mm -hmm. uh, from the DC perspective, it's it's the same thing. So like with, with Marvel, I'm a huge X-Men fan. So I like I'm I've got a couple of subscriptions for that right now. Um, and uh, from a DC perspective, I'm following the death metal series. But like I don't have a ton of individual superman comics and i don't have a ton of individual you know flash right. comic for example it's just there are certain stories that i gravitate toward and i like those and i follow those to me i tried reading the the death metal stuff the first series and it it was like what the hell <laughs> I, well the problem was was like like i said I, I don't buy stuff for myself anymore like i said so a lot of these books we sold out of so i couldn't read them when they first came out so i waited till the trades came in well so the way the way the first first death metal came around was you would get one issue of death metal then there was a one shot then one mm -hmm. well yep. when they did the trades they didn't do it like that nope. so you had death metal one through six and one trade and then the the another trade with all the one shots and i'm reading it and i am so confused and i have yes. no idea what's going on yeah and, and finally got the point I, i'd asked jason who's our batman guy here i was like you know please explain to me what it is and he did and and i I took them and threw them in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so they, yeah, and they did something very similar with the Power of X and the House of X. You had to. See, read I them. haven't even got to that part yet. Don't, don't, don't kill me. Oh yeah. So you had to read them in a particular order, and you can't read. So it's it's like you read volume one, you know, one of this one, and then volume one of the other series. So you can't just read one contiguous. Um, version of that comic book and understand what the heck's going on you have to actually have have two different subscriptions to even follow that it's a little annoying i, I will give you that well i will tell you one even though <laughs> even though i'm not a big fan of big crossovers because you're forcing people to buy a bunch of different titles but like at least that x of swords which just came out mm -hmm. uh, just got finished at least on the thing it says x of swords part one x of swords <laughs> part two part three even though it went through numerous different books it still yeah. had a you could very, very easily visually look at it and figure out the reading order of these things. Yep. That's one of my subscriptions that I have yet to get to. Uh, so <laughs> See, I remember yeah. when like Marvel was doing all those big crossover, like the full universe things, and they went into Civil War and it was just like, holy shit, there's so much outside of just Civil War one through five that I have to read. Well, I'll tell you, now get these. Yep, like, Jesus. Well, I'll tell you, to me, I've always liked the intercompany crossovers. Like right now, um, DC and IDW are doing Lock and Key and Sandman. Oh wow, Whoa, that's cool. Uh, matter of fact, issue zero just came. Actually, it's right there. Hmm. Nice. Here, let me, let me grab it right quick, and I, I might grab a 
a refill while I'm at it. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> I love this man. <laughs> For those that don't know, right before Scott signed on, uh, the guy working at the shop with him right now, uh, Jason, said that he is currently drinking pickle juice and moonshine. I find that debatable, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and I know this isn't visual, but you know, actually, that's the same air presents Ooh. lock and key. So this is this is zero, issue zero for the series. Oh, that's um, solid. I gotta that's check that cool. out. I might. I, I'm going to go today, in fact, to the comic book store, so I might check that out while I'm there. It, it just came out this week, so uh, if they don't have it, I've got two copies left. Oh, <laughs> and he does mm. ship. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Hell, I might even. I might even drive for that one. <laughs> you should drive out here. My God, if this pandemic wasn't happening, you've got well, a place to stay, man. I keep saying my little sister lives over in Houston, so you know we can we can make a trip and, and go see people. I know you are a little bit away from there, but nah, not as far away from from from. You know, we still go out and have a good time. Three hours it, versus twelve hours. Big yeah, difference. it also depends on what part of Houston you're in because it's really kind of interesting that you can get to Houston. I think in about two Actually, hours and fifty minutes from Austin, just, but. She just told me it was it was uh, it's a little city on the west side. It starts okay. with an M, McKay or something like that, or yeah, possibly. Uh, that's huh. we, we're so Austin focused here. We we tend to not know other towns <laughs> uh, unless someone tells them to us. But yeah, like Houston, <laughs> like you're you're even if the traffic's great, you're an hour or more getting from one side to the other. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's really kind of crazy how that works. And so oh, I, I drove, uh, drove my motorcycle through when I got out of the military. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> <laughs> I drove one Christmas to uh, Navarre, Florida to visit my brother. Uh, and that's a 12-hour trip. And so I, um, I basically drove on the way back, and I stopped at the Texas state line and texted my brother and said, hey, I made it to Texas. And he goes, oh, you're almost home. I'm like, no, no. I'm halfway home. <laughs> yeah, actually, the bar is only, what, about two hours from here? Not even yeah. two hours? Yeah, yeah. Never about two hours. Yeah. Whew. yeah. God. Uh, so looking at the time, gentlemen, I believe we are now at the Tell Me Something Good segment of the show. You don't own me. Tell me something good. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want. I do what I want. <laughs> yeah, so the Tell Me Something Good segment is, is sort of a uh, opportunity for each of us nerdy-type folks to enlighten the audience as to one thing that we believe will add greatly to their life. It can be a comic book. It can be a, it can be a beer. It can be, uh, I don't know, a thumbtack, if you think that would help somebody. <laughs> Depends on where you put it. So where you put it, exactly. <laughs> In your boss's seat, it might help you quite a bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, let's kick it off this week and, and start with you, Scott. What do you have for us for your recommendation of the week? Actually, uh, there's been a TV show I've been watching, which I've been hearing about for, for a long time and seeing ads for it. Else, and I, I just put it off, put it off because you have to, it's on the Peacock streaming network, which I don't have. Um, and then ended up finally getting a hold of some copies of it, but it's a series called Yellowstone. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. With uh, uh, oh god, I can't remember all the. Yeah, yeah. It's got Cole Hauser and all these other ones. Which, so what actually turned it on turned it on for me was um, they did a Days of the Confused live read, uh, <laughs> script read, and and Jason London, who was one of the stars in it, lives here, so he did his portion here at the shop. And Cole Hauser was on Days of Confused. So I got a chance to talk with him a little bit. And I was like, you know, let me go look. And finally, so 
lo and behold, I end up watching it. I'm on season three now, which is the last season that's, you know, so far. And I am just completely enthralled with the series. <laughs> that's nice. so awesome. I see that. It's got Kevin Costner in it. it looks Kevin like Costner, yeah. Nice. And it's, it's definitely not one for the kids. It's it's almost like a modern-day Deadwood almost. Oh, I Interesting. see. Wow. So lots of violence. And, and a lot of language. And, and even though it's on it's on the Paramount Network, it's, it's not toned down at all. Oh, good. Well, you know, kids need to learn this early on in life now. Yeah, so come on. So. And if you know Scott or if you plan to get to know Scott after this episode, you'll know that his MO is violence and language. So <laughs> just 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 as a hobby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> after school thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah. I learned that on the ABC after school specials. You know, that was part of Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. When you were planning to get high and jump out the window. Uh, oh no, yeah, I, I mean I didn't have to get high for that. I mean well, yeah. I mean it was just <laughs> you know. All I have was a, just that conjunction junction running through my function. There it is. There See, it I is. thought it, mine was interplanet Janet. Oh, that whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, Jesse, what do you have for us this week? So if you follow me on social media at all, uh, recently I posted a picture of an art piece I've been working on uh, after work. So I've been trying to bring art back into my life a little bit more. Uh, and I did a, uh, a portrait using uh, alcohol-based markers uh, of Boris Karloff's Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And uh, it found it to be a really fun kind of relaxing project to do after work uh, and got a lot of really good feedback on it. Um, and because of that, I'm going to start working on a few more. But all of that to say that I would highly recommend anyone uh, who hasn't seen uh, any of the Universal Monster movies to check out the Universal Monster Essential Collection Blu-ray set. It's like 20 bucks, something like that. Mm. But it has um, pretty much the main eight movies that you need. So Frankenstein, Dracula, Bride of Frankenstein, Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Phantom of the Opera, Invisible Man. Uh, what else did I miss? Wolfman. Uh, I think that's all. Oh, and The Mummy. Uh, and the mummy. So See, it's funny you mentioned alcohol and markers. Last time I did that, police got called. You're not supposed to sniff them or drink them. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. I keep warning you. I've warned you for over a decade now, and you keep doing it. Well, they keep saying I can't draw on other people's cards, but I beg to differ. <laughs> I mean, Try me. You don't own me. <laughs> they, should learn to, they should learn to park better. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what about you, Keith? You know, continually flipping the coin. There's so many things. And there's one thing I actually um, – I'm actually surprised I have not recommended yet. Uh, and that is uh, the TV series The Mandalorian. How have I not recommended oh, wow. this yet? No doubt. I mean, this is really actually I think probably one of the best things to come out of the Star Wars universe in a very long time, uh, to be frank. Um, it is essentially – yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it it is it is really basically a spaghetti western uh with the veneer of the Star Wars universe over top it. And I think that really is what does it complete and total justice because it you can set this in any other universe and it would work just perfectly fine, I think in it in and of itself. Though to be fair, uh, Baby Yoda is just absolutely adorable. Grogu. Grogu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, well, now, see 
I, I wanted to say Baby Yoda because there may be people in our audience who have yet to watch season two, but I will tell you season two is is actually quite good. You know um, what? I, I figure there's a, there's a time stop on spoilers. I think so. so I, I so, think there should I mean, be. I if, think if, it's it, the end of this month, especially because I haven't watched it yet. I think oh. it's I think it's ninety days after the episode airs that you. Dude, you're you SOL. Of... I'm just gonna talk about it like crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> I and will say this though. Boot Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this though. Mayfeld, who is an uh, ex Imperial sharpshooter, has officially, as of this week, become my absolute favorite character in that show. It's played by Bill Burr. <laughs> who is the yes. comedian and he is fantastic because he's he's trolling the viewers every time he sh he appears on that show he's actually trolling the viewers and his first appearance he trolled the viewers by mentioning cantobite and gungans and a few other things um and uh, this time around he does some other things but uh, I, I won't spoil it because it literally just came out on friday but uh yeah i would recommend the mandalorian so and, and, and jesse when when jesse ventura comes in is darth maul <laughs> crazy <laughs> I would have watched season two way faster if I would have known that Ventura was in it. Oh my god. Oh, Mr. Mr. T is Darth Vader. Oh the I ultimate warrior's in there at some point. Oh yeah, he's he's a, he's Darth Sidious. I, <laughs> Turn, I dig it. Turns out the ultimate warrior is Baby Yoda. Oh, oh speaking of, oh, I dang it, I can't I can't let it out yet because it's not for public knowledge. I have a good baby Yoda announcement, but I can't say anything. Ooh. I, I, can, I can let y'all know after we after we get done Ooh. going live or after all this is over with i'm excited okay. that's spicy very good we'll we'll quote unquote stop recording and then you can t let us know <laughs> yeah but, indeed uh, there you go perfect <laughs> hey great recommendations this week fellas and uh, that has been our tell me something good segment <laughs> so i feel i feel gooder already <laughs> at work we have uh we use slack and we have three emojis one's good one zooms in on his face it's gooder and then one zooms in even further for goodest so goodest, exactly. when good things happen at work the good gooder goodest comes you, you, out you need to put his face on a piece of cheese and it can be gouda <laughs> i dig that <laughs> there's another one of me uh i can't remember what the name of it is Jeff but it's Yale. just my face zooming in and out yeah that's it uh, just zooming in and out like crazy. I'm not sure what the emoji stands for, but I, I like it because it's just Jethio. I don't know. Just one day I, I came into work and Andy had made that. So so wait, it just zooms in on your face and back again? Mm-hmm. Sounds to me like I knew you're you would like some guy. I knew you would like that. <laughs> POV. I knew you would appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Is your mouth doing this? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah i need to update it uh, this episode is officially rated r <laughs> <laughs> i tried to warn you <laughs> so we talked a little bit about uh the shop and how you kind of typically find interesting ways to expand out upon the shop um and kind of like what we've done you've gotten into podcasting like i mentioned just kind of wanted to talk to you about how in the hell did that come up <laughs> Well, actually, it came about through something I really never had any interest in whatsoever. Um, it's a good then, place uh, to start. Exactly. So <laughs> we, uh, a friend, somebody who actually eventually came a very good friend of mine, uh, one of Kevin Smith's guys, Ming Chen, came down for um, one of the conventions here. And he's been here quite a few times since. Got it. Got it started. He started off. He did a podcast class here in the shop. Um, he's he's one of the pioneers, along with Kevin Smith, who started doing podcasting and making it what it was. And um, he 
kind of showed me what equipment to buy. We kind of did some stuff with him. And then now they're him and Mike Zapsik own their own business called a shared universe, which is their own podcasting network and everything else. So we are actually now probably a part of the shared universe family. And that's really how I got going. And it got to the point where we were actually having other people come in and we transferred from doing strictly podcasting to doing a lot of live streams, which I've, I've, I've always thought I had a face for radio, so it was podcasting was always great, but the live stream was something new and interesting, and it's allowed us to get some great guests in. Um, so like this year, we could not do our normal free comic book day, which is always the first Saturday in May because of, of the pandemic. So we instead did like an eight-hour our live stream where we ended up having a lot of guests come in. We had everybody. We had Joey Fatone come in. Uh we had uh, Mike Grill, who's one of my favorite people in the world. My <laughs> idol, my idol growing up. Now he's now he's one of my very good friends. Mike's so awesome. Um, we had Power Rangers come in. We had Brian O'Halloran, Ming. I mean, we had a ton of guests come in just to kind of to to allow for people who were normally wanting to come to Free Comic Book Day could actually still see and talk and ask questions. And we we try to make our our live stream is very interactive. Uh, we use what y'all use. We use StreamYard for it, and it allows me to do so much with it. And it if you you got your comment sections, you can bring their comments up. So everybody that comes in gets to be a part of the the whole interaction, not just watch it uh, when they're watching it live anyway. And I've found where I've actually enjoyed that so much more than doing strictly podcasting because. It gives that audience interaction that that somehow was was missing before. I don't know if an audience could handle us. <laughs> I'm not sure they can handle us live. I mean, uh, they might they just might tickle your balls a little bit. I mean, they don't have to handle you completely. <laughs> That's why we brought you in. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, paid ball ball tickler, uh, yeah. but uh, he's but, cheap um, too, guys. Do, do what you love, and you never work a day in your life. <laughs> And you'll die broke. <laughs> Open a comic shop. <laughs> and you'll die broke. <laughs> but um, but yeah, sir. Uh, in all honestly, though, I mean, the podcasting thing was the start of it all. I, I've I've got to where we use SoundCloud is who we use to to upload all our all our stuff to. Uh, SoundCloud is a great thing, but there's so many great mm-hmm. programs. Like we use. Um, Oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of the programs we use now. Just it's to, a good program. To, yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> it, it goes right along with fuck it. Um, but um, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of free shareware around that yeah. you can use to to do this stuff with. Uh, like one of the ones we use basically is called Levelator. Okay. Um, all Levelator does is it will level all of our like somebody's louder than the rest. Like if. Jesse will know. We've had Steve Scott, who's a friend of ours, on. <laughs> Steve is very, very loud. Mm-hmm. But once you have, yeah, you know, once you have the audio file done, you just drag and drop it into it, and it basically does nothing more than level everybody's voices to an even playing field. Do they have to be on the on separate channels, each of them, or no? Can they, no, okay. it can be okay. all on the same. Matter of fact, it works better when it's all on the same channel. Okay, excellent. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good to know. I'm making note of this right now because we have had we've had a couple of episodes where uh, either I or Jesse had a hot mic. Uh, we, we were we were pretty we were pretty hot, and uh, always 
we were clipping pretty badly. So, you know, um, I think we've gotten better. I think this this is past few episodes. We've we've both, I think, been at a reasonable volume. But I think Levelator would be really great for that because we have had a couple of guests who weren't sitting close enough to their mics either. So we had to bring them right. up a little bit more. So and like I said, it's, it's the simplest thing in the world. It's just drag it. You, you, you open up the program, you grab the file and you drop it into the program. It takes about for an hour program. It takes about two minutes. Hmm. And wow. you're good to go. Nice. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we use SoundCloud to store our our stuff because it's one of the cheaper options out there, to be to be honest. And uh, it does a really good job. But I, I find Audacity has been one of my favorite free programs. We, we use Audacity as well. <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, you don't have to spend a lot of money to podcast. Uh, I mean, I think we spend twelve dollars a year <laughs> on, on our soundcloud storage and that's about as far as it gets so well you know. one of the other one of the things too if like for using uh Streamyard here i don't know if it does it for the free version but for the the paid version which is only like 25 dollars a month um it actually stores your stuff for about two months hmm. but one thing i love is you can download the the video and audio or just the audio yep that's cool so yeah. it, it it does it all for you. So once you download the audio, then I'll take that and drop it in Levelator. Or, well, I'll go through Audacity and add any sound effects, things like that, or do any editing I need to. And then I will go to Levelator to level it all out. Hmm. That's cool. See, we just kick it over to YouTube, wait until that, and leave it unlisted. Wait yeah. until that's uh, ready to download. Download it, throw it to QuickTime, extract the audio, and then Keith works his magic over the weekend. Well, oh, if, you ever, if you ever want to try it, um, I can log into my account and we can do this again and we'll do it on, on through my account. And then what I'll do is afterwards I can, within five minutes, I can immediately download the audio and send it to you. Yeah. Damn. We have to, we have to wait overnight for hours. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> it always sucks. It's the worst. It's, I feel so I, bad for Keith cause he does post-production like shit. Yeah. It, it, I felt like I'm back in the late nineties torrenting something or actually we didn't really, th those were news, news groups. Those weren't torrenting back then. That was news groups. So yeah. On your lime but, wires. Oh, and I will oh my God. <laughs> oh God. Casa. Oh, oh man you know, i just i just remember like you know you, you go and you, you you find something that you you want to download like there's a, a movie that you want to download and you you go to download it and when you open it up the next day it's like a bunch of weird like yeah, russian you got, <laughs> you got a bunch of weird russian travel photos or something and it's like what oh this is this is not good see so. it was always weird I, had, I don't know if this happened outside of like the metal music community but you would go in and look for a song and whenever it would be on there, it would just list out bands, almost like keyword stuffing in SEO mm -hmm. would be like slip hot corn, limp biscuit, like yep. what the fuck is this? And you, it was just a crapshoot on what you would get. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> For those who can't see, because this is an audio only <laughs> podcast, uh, Scott's been playing with uh his name on StreamYard, which has been pretty fun. Uh he what were you before? Gastronomically gassy? Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh he is currently anal assassin, so this is mm -hmm. good. I don't like buttheads. Yeah. <laughs> well, well played, sir. I'll kill that ass. <laughs> so one thing that I wanted to ask you, because when we were hanging out a bunch before I moved to Austin, I was going to school for art. So it was always fun hanging around the shop because there was always a bunch of artists around and you're a big fan of art yourself. Uh, what, what draws you to art? What do you define as good oh, art? Oh, great pun. Either, 
in comic or outside of comics? What draws me to art? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, See, it's my dad skills. They're finally <laughs> really leveling out. So you, you have to have a kid in order to get those dad jokes in. Exactly. I, I disagree. Oh, I, I disagree. I am uh, the best at dad jokes, and I have no children who have come forward yet. And he tells everybody that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh most um, humble person i know i, I know <laughs> i know my dad jokes i've had a dad <laughs> i don't know who he is but i've had one um but uh i love inside jokes i'd love to be a part of one someday and, mm. and mom says i got three uncles uh <laughs> and she's an only child They're from bankleaf <laughs> But, uh, but uh, no, as far as art goes, I've always had a good passion for it. And it's not just comic book art, even though that's what I generally lean towards. Um, I, I've been very lucky to get to know a lot of great artists throughout my time here. And, you know, I, I get a great appreciation for all types of styles and all types of, of genres and everything else. But I think for me, it started when I started collecting original artwork. Um to me, I liked it. I've gotten more into collecting original artwork than I do actual comic book stuff, because for for comic book art, it's a one of a kind. Um, so once you get that one, if you ever decide to sell it, get rid of it, it gets destroyed, give it away, you will never replace that one piece ever again. It's not like selling one of your favorite comic books to try to come back and get later. Um, and then, like I said, just getting to know a lot of the artists around here and seeing the the time and effort and everything else that goes into it makes me appreciate it so much more uh just like with with kind of going on a tangent here but it's just like with with celebrities tv show stars movie stars whatever i've been lucky enough to get to know quite a few over my time here and it's given me a greater appreciation because i see it from both sides of the fence um you know everybody seems to think that if you're a comic book artist you're you're a millionaire no that's like a one in a million thing not everybody can be a todd mcfarlane or a jim lee and make money like crazy um some of these guys who for me are iconic classic people like mike grill like pat broderick like a bunch of the other ones uh, jose luis garcia lopez these guys are you know growing up and doing this stuff since the 60s and 70s they didn't have a retirement plan when all this stuff was going on you know and at the time they made good money but they also had bills to pay so for them it's just a regular job like anything else so it kind of aggravates so well y'all gonna be giving heated now uh it aggravates <laughs> when i when i get to the point but same thing for the celebrities i said um we've got a few local ones jason london jeremy london corin nimick a few other ones and you know i see the struggles I, I they're human beings to me they're not movie stars i don't see them as being on tv i don't i don't do that because uh, i get to see the struggles that they go through and and same thing with the comic book artists uh you know these guys this is their job so when they do go to a convention they do go at a show i i, I listen to People that come in, oh, they're charging this much for an autograph, or they're charging this much for a print, or this much for a piece of art. But you know what? They actually took time out of their day, out of their work schedule, to come here, to sit here and meet their fans, You know, at least help them pay for make it worth their while. Because if they would have stayed home, they could have made so much more money than coming here. But they chose to come here to meet the fans. And well, you're, you're going to be riled up on this one. I might as well stop now. 
<laughs> it's all the pickle moonshine, right? Uh, well, sh- uh, uh, well sh- I don't even need that to get riled up on this one. <laughs> you know, it, it's just the fact that I, I said I see the, the the struggle that a lot of my friends have gone through who are in the comic book industry and the media industry and everything else. And I am very, very passionate about the fact that you know, when these guys go, I, I hear it all the time. Oh, well, I bought your movie. You got paid for your movie. Why do you have to charge me an autograph? Well, motherfucker. I got paid 20 years ago to do that movie. That money is long gone. I'm taking my time out of my day to come here to meet everybody else because I want to be nice and I want to to meet my fans and enjoy my experience. But you know what? I My time is worth something just like yours is. Mm-hmm. Totally. We, yeah. we were just having this discussion uh, yesterday, actually, because with the, uh, the pandemic, uh, the things that we normally do, like conferences where we basically get to go hang out with our friends, don't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. So then you start going into well shit that was my payout like now i'm just <laughs> right. doing these digital conferences for free there's for nothing free. wrong with that uh no, no i mean they're they're fun to do it's start charging for autographs exactly mm-hmm. that oh <laughs> what if we did that keith the next conference we're just gonna build a booth and we'll call it the thunder buddy booth and people have to come pay to see us right oh, and, and, and get yourself like little little prints done up or or what you do is you mm-hmm. sell, sell copies of your your menu or your your script that you have that you're giving your speech from Autograph, yeah. uh, autograph speeches. Yeah, I like it. We'll get Mitch to draw us on dinosaurs, and we'll give that out. Yeah, you I mean, can, if you go ahead, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> if, if if you build it, they will come. I I I can't imagine. Uh, we're gonna have to be really good at marketing ourselves in order to get someone to pay five bucks for an autograph. But you know what? Five bucks? Oh no, no, hold on. Me? Well, you need to talk. We're talking, we're talking at least twenty bucks an autograph. Okay, all right. I mean, I dig if, it. if they want, the, if they want the pair, you know, for both of you, it's twenty bucks each or thirty for the pair. See, mm. while I said that Scott's been like a brother to me for about 10 years now, realistically, in the way that he'll lift you up and really make you feel good about yourself, he's more like a grandmother. Shut up! No, I'm sorry. Oh. See? <laughs> See? He'll lift you up and tear you right back down. I'm like a grandmother? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, because you'll, you'll put any of my artwork up on your fridge. Get off get off my lawn, motherfucker. I mean, that's all three of us here. <laughs> it is. Uh, it truly is. I, I said that to a kid yesterday, in fact, he, who wanted to cut the corner at, at my lot and walk across my lawn. I was like, get off my lawn. And I was like, oh, I am the angry old man of my neighborhood. I truly am. I've said yep. that the best part of home ownership is truly being able to yell at children to get off my lawn, especially cats. <laughs> we yell at a lot of cats around here too. Oh. Well, see, I, I practice on my own daughter. I mean, she's she's twenty three now, but I still go around like, get off my lawn. Can confirm. <laughs> I've witnessed this for many years. She was just a baby when I met her, and yeah. he oh, has wow. been yelling at her to get off his lawn for years. Yeah, and she she's still lucky. hasn't. She's lucky. I let her use the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I can't wait for her to probably not listen to this episode. <laughs> uh, I mean, she, she's mad at me right now. Otherwise, I would have called her to come up here and, and talk to you for a little bit. But yeah, she, she's upset with me right now. I saw on TikTok that she's upset with you. Right oh, now. did you? Okay. Well, I, I don't I don't have a TikTok, which I probably should for the shop. But yeah, she's, she's, all, she's all pissy right now. Wow. You get to use social media for family drama. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's my big thing. So it, it, this is something that may touch a sore subject here, but... So one of the big things here for the shop and also treat my social media and everything else like that, there are two things, two things you don't talk about if you're relying on other people to make your money. Politics and religion? There we go. Yeah. 
And that's one of the things I've always been very, very adamant about. Um, you know, I have my own stance on both points, but unless you know me personally, and actually a lot of people even then probably don't, you don't know my stance on either one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, like I said, we have a lot of friends here who are, who are, uh, you know, in the media eye for being, being on TV or movies or through comic books and they, they go online and they are very, very vocal on their, especially recently their political beliefs. Well, I, I look at it this way. The second, I don't care what side you, you fall upon. The second you choose a side, you have immediately alienated half of your money-making capability. I can see that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. And and what's funny is, is that that has a lot more to do with the fact that we've been told there are only two sides. Um, no, there's not more more than anything. What we what we will find is, is that probably 80 percent of Americans are somewhere in the middle and we're just trying to get by. We're simple people trying to make our way through the universe, so to speak. And, you know, maybe 20 percent of us are um, uh, radically to the one side or the other uh but in reality we're you know i think we're a lot more like than we like to believe we are so and that's my my thing is just you know this is one thing i I hate more than anything especially i see it all over like i'll tell you right now during during the the last few days of the election um i actually made a little post on my thing and said all right here's the deal if you want to go on rants on this stuff you're automatically snoozed for 30 days within two days I had the greatest Facebook feed, nothing but pictures <laughs> of cats and dogs and kids. It was the most peaceful thing I've ever had. They're starting slowly come around now where the 30 days have gone. Yeah. And I'm thinking about going and hitting it again. There you go. <laughs> well, you know, Facebook, I think both Facebook and Twitter initially had the goal of just sort of being the place where people talk about uh, their toilet habits or their uh, their eating habits or whatever that I don't think either of them ever intended for us to uh, to get into the realm of of hitting those areas where quite frankly you shouldn't discuss um it in in companies that you're not familiar it's it's pretty toxic this is why um I was always told on, on dating you never you never talk about religion or politics while you're on a date uh so you know I this is why I'm single but anyway, <laughs> see, I was just thinking about it in, in about the 10 years that I've known Scott, other than the one black mass that we went to, I can't think of a single mention of religion ever. So, yeah, no, like I said, you probably don't know how I feel on, on either stance just because I'm I'm that stuff to me. That's my own personal belief. That's my own personal um, uh, opinion. And I'm a firm believer of the old adage, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and most of them stink. <laughs> and my, my, my biggest thing is, is you know, especially with opinions, you are never going to change anybody's mind. I don't mm-hmm. mind having a civil discourse. I don't mind having a debate. I mind the name calling, the yelling and everything else. I don't when, when that starts, I'm done. I walk away. Agreed. Yes. No, actually, I disagree. I disagree. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm just, just shut fuck the fuck you. up, asshole. Fuck you. None of this fucking name calling, asshole. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> that's my that's my favorite uh, scene from both um, Seth MacFarlane's uh, school yeah. film that he made the, for film school, and I think it was actually part of one of the early episodes of Family Guy, where they talk about British drive bys, and oh, yeah. it's it's it's. <laughs> 
literally like a British guy driving by and he sees somebody he disagrees with on a topic on the sidewalk and he drives by, he stops the car and he goes, Oh, Reginald, I disagree. <laughs> and then he just takes off. And so that's a, sort of a British drive by. I just did you that know, with you. Yeah. Well, I, I, might have to, I might have to start using that. <laughs> and literally call everyone Reginald. Yeah. Oh, no, Reginald. Uh, uh, my name's Tim. No, it's not. Uh, Reginald, I disagree. It is not Tim. <laughs> you should get those uh, Hello, My Name Is stickers and just get a ton printed that are Reginald. Carry them can with I put, you. Can I put Anal happens, Assassin on it? Just there you slap go. one of those on. Hello, my name is Reginald. Anal Assassin. Reginald, I, yeah. I disagree. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way, I will, this is, I'll make this another recommendation. Look it up on YouTube if you want, but uh, look up Seth MacFarlane's film school project that he did. Oh, God. It's, it's quite... <laughs> entertaining but it also lets you know where he got a lot of the ideas for all of his shows came from so um it, it's it's really a, a really interesting yeah stuff uh, like that i love the fact that you're like seth mcfarlane you know, gets to live out his dream too though because even throughout everything he's done you know he's been a huge star trek fan then all of a sudden mm -hmm. he actually got to be the of, mm -hmm. of, of, well not only before that he was actually in a star oh, that's uh, right. episode of enterprise that's right he was on enterprise Ah, oh, he was he was like a project lead down in like engineering or something. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah that was amazing. Huh. I, you know what? It, you gotta love nerds, and you gotta love successful nerds. I love that Dave Filoni is such a huge nerd, and he has been responsible for some of the greatest shows from the Star Star Wars universe. Um, well, you know, one of the biggest things that still irks me about the Star Wars stuff. So for the longest time, Dark Horse Comics did the Star Wars. Yep. Uh, the expanded universe and whenever disney ended up buying it everything else like and, and dark horse lost the license and went to marvel who's also owned by disney they um uh they're like okay none of that stuff is canon it didn't happen yeah. not part of it yet filoni and everybody else say they, they brought it into the mandalorian mm -hmm. where now all this stuff that happened in this expanded universe of dark horse is now part of the regular star wars stuff like yes. I'm like well wait wait why did you even say this to begin with just just <laughs> say, say hey well you wanted to make it seem like our idea so uh here's what we're doing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep and and to sort of point to your reference there uh the chain code revealed in last week's episode actually resurfaced two of the mm -hmm. non-canon uh legends characters yeah. Yeah. so there you go and i'm not i'm not spoiling anything it's just a chain code and someone translated it and it turns out to include some references to legends i love it well not only that but they they like i said i'm not sure how far back you go jesse i'm trying to be be politically correct but uh or not politically correct uh star warsy correct um sw but but they they actually brought in some characters mm -hmm. yep. that 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 date way back mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah oh you, I'm you on the internet i've i've seen crap yeah yeah i know i love it i love it i think it's fantastic i love my nerds i do <laughs> they're awesome by the way i think i'm gonna marathon it this weekend while joy's at the the grandparents house so we'll see well, dude, I'll tell you. speaking of which how, how are they doing i hadn't tried to talk to them since they left here i oh, used to yeah, see your dad I used to hear dad every once in a while but it's yeah. been a while now yeah yeah they're good <laughs> they live about 10 minutes from my house uh moved out here about four years ago so about three years after we moved out here uh literally because they're like one day you'll have a kid we know it and it was getting to the point where they're like if you don't have a kid soon we're going back home this sucks uh and then yeah we had a kid so yeah they they live close they quarantine the same way that we do so they're you know not exposed to it at all we don't leave the house at all uh i haven't left my front door since may basically 
uh, other than to vote. Uh, so yeah, they get to come around and, and see her. So well, I'll good. tell you that that's one of the cool things too about about here, you know, having a lot of friends who are, who are artists and things like that, that. That was the funny part of all this stuff is every time I talk to them, I'm like, well, how's things going for you? Well, normally we were shut-ins anyway, so nothing's really changed <laughs> much at all. Um, yep. And even here at the shop, you know, we I do deal with 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 the people that come in here, but as far as the ones who the people we hang out with. Uh, uh, I, I won't even name names because it would have no reverence to anybody but Jesse. But you know they're they're just like us, and those are the, still we we do hang out with some friends, but we're 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 smart about it, and we still get to hang out and do different things. But that was a that's the thing is none of us do anything but hang out with each other anyway, even before mm-hmm. this stuff started. So so it's not like well, I have to worry about them coming in contact with somebody else because they're they're shut ins like the rest of us. <laughs> totally. See, it was really funny. <laughs> People. Uh, it's because people are a bunch of bastards. This is That's true. It, it was funny uh, during when this started, and we were like, you know, if you if you want to see Joy um, and spend time with her, you'll have to quarantine the same way we do, which would mean you know do like curbside pickup of your groceries and like okay. So they tried curbside for the first time. Asked my dad not too long ago. I was like, how's that been going? It's been you know a few months. He was like, these motherfuckers screwed up giving me this option. I'll never go into public again. <laughs> This is wonderful. I'm living my best life. Yeah. For me, it's going to be hard. Like for Christmas this year, my mother is actually kind of a high risk. Yeah. And uh, so with my job, I come into contact, my real job, I come into contact. I I probably have a higher risk exposure than most people do. Mm -hmm. So like this year for Christmas, we're actually going to go up and visit, but we've got it planned. We're setting up a big tent in the backyard of her house. Um, we'll be doing Christmas and dinner out there where we can all spread out and we'll be living or living, staying in an RV that they have. So we'll be outside while they're inside staying the night. Interesting. So it's actually, it's, we, we, you, you've got to come up with some very, very off the wall solutions to some crazy problems. Totally. Yep. Um, yep. And that's one of the reasons I love doing stuff like this too, the live streaming and the podcast, everything else, because it allows you to stay in contact with some people that, that you normally would not be able to because of everything going on. That's the mm-hmm. reason why it's next to impossible now to go out and find a freaking webcam anywhere because mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody's buying them up. They're using Zoom or, or, or StreamYard or whatever to do their stuff. And I, I was lucky I had all my equipment before all this stuff started. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it, it actually, matter of fact, yesterday, the uh, day before yesterday, I went and bought another webcam, which I'm not sure I like. It, it's got, it's a widescreen. Mm-hmm. Mine is too. I don't and, like it. Well, and it, it, it gives a fisheye look. Yeah. Uh, and I even contacted the company. I was like, hey, is there any way I can adjust it? It's like, nope, that's the way it's designed. I'm like, well, crap. Well, it I'd sucks. Re- I'd return it and get something else, but I don't know if I could get anything else. Yeah, and the key with those is you have to stay dead center or you start looking really fat. <laughs> I, yeah, but it's pretty it's pretty fun, though. <laughs> it's like I'm, it's like one of those, those fun house mirrors. I might have some fun and play with mine next week for my last few days of work before the holiday. Now, have y'all, tried, have y'all tried playing around with the green screen or blue screen on here, the chroma key stuff? Yeah, it's just t- too much of a memory hog uh, yeah. at this really? point. Yeah. Through, through, through StreamYard? Uh, well, no, just in general. Like, of course, oh. we're talking about work laptops and stuff like that. We don't have the cream of the cream to the cream of, of computers. <laughs> well, if you, if you ever do decide to go streaming, so since, since StreamYard is totally li- uh, web-based, uh, it's got the chroma key stuff built into it. Nice. Uh, I don't. I know it does on the paid version. I don't know if it does on the free one. But the cool thing is, is 
you could go through. Let me see if I can do it real quick. I don't have a screen behind me, but kind of give you an idea. Well, oh, you okay. can adjust it. Yeah, see, I can adjust it as I go along. Nice. Um, I can put all kinds like I wanted, like when we had Corin on here on one of our streams, we put the Stargate behind us. Yeah, <laughs> well played. So, yeah. All right, hold on. I've got to find my Bob Ross picture yeah. now. <laughs> Which, by my, the way, in on meetings, that's a that's a pretty big hit when I show up with this uh, Bob Ross and a squirrel picture as my background. Just a but, nice little squirrel. But yeah, well, I'll tell you this though: it's actually been really good. Through so some of the positive things about the pandemic for me, though, like I said, is actually getting to meet a bunch of a lot of different other people I never would have otherwise. Um, like I said, through like Joey Patone, Joey's come on and done a lot of stuff. And actually, we do a lot of business with Joey now. Joey's a big Muppets fan. So I've actually sent him a few things that's coming to the shop Muppet related, some of the San Diego Comic Con exclusives and things like that. Um, and then Joey's agreed, you know, if he ever comes through this area, he's stopping by and going to do something here. Uh, same thing with, with Jason David Frank and, and a lot of guys I never would have even thought about are now I, I talk to on a regular basis now. Well, if any of them want to be on our podcast, send them our way, Scott. I will. Um, <laughs> I mean, actually, if you wanted some of the guys around here, that's, that's a, oh, yeah, yeah. That's totally. a done deal. Totally. Um, so this conversation was amazing and got away from us a little bit, but we missed our mark <laughs> for uh, the lightning round. The lightning round. Oh, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's do a thunder round instead. <laughs> I dig it. We could we could be thunder buddies. Hey, that's our running joke. That's our running joke. We are we are the thunder buddies. Actually, we have a couple of thunder buddy groups in the, our industry. So um, yeah, so we're uh, we're tree of thunder buddies. Tree of thunder buddies. Bring on the Thunderdome. <laughs> Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Two men enter, one man leaves. All right. So our lightning round is our opportunity each week to ask the exact same three questions of all our guests. And I don't know why we're doing it, but we do it anyway because it's a habit now. And my answer it. for all three will be penis. <laughs> this is great. This could, this could be a lot of fun because the first question is, <laughs> how do you think your hobbies have contributed to your success in your full-time work? Um, not Not a fucking bit. <laughs> my, my 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 hobby and my full-time work are two totally opposite ends of the spectrum uh, my hobby is something i love and i do and i love and love my job as well but there at no time have they ever crossed over interesting because you're a, a firefighter uh in your full-time work mm -hmm. and that i think a lot of people would consider to be a hero in our our I, environment I hate that. yeah all right, all right, cool. So you don't ever feel like wearing a, a flame retardant cape around when you go to okay. a, a fire? Uh, only underwear after I've eaten spicy Mexican food. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Flame retardant underwear. All right, second question is, if you could be one fictional character, who would it be? Ooh, I think Sherlock Holmes. I think that would be so much, so interesting to to figure out how things happened. Yeah, I figured you'd pick Flash. Well, no, I don't want to be quick on everything. Fair. Make Fair. sure you uh, make sure you keep a dog whistle on you for that hound of the Baskervilles. Well, I thought uh, you were about that for the Flash, so you could like run around and go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Flash. Last question. <laughs> this, I guess, this harkens back to the penis answer. Uh, what other interests would you like to pursue if time wasn't a constraint? 
Well, I mean, I, I've already pursued the penis. I mean, <laughs> I, I have I have tried my best, and I, I worked long and hard and practice on my own to, <laughs> to, to the point where I think I perfected the art of penisation. <laughs> um, Good man. Or maybe maybe it was penis sensation. I don't know. But um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> what other interests would you like to pursue if time wasn't a constraint? Honestly, something I started when I was in the military, I, I went hang gliding a few times and absolutely fell in love with it and the, the peacefulness of it and everything else. And once you get over the fear of, of the being up so high, I would love to continue on and, and pursue that some more. Nice. Hang gliding. Another hero. Uh, you know, it's like Superman, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will kill you in your sleep. Uh, I, <laughs> it's, I, I figure that's the best way to die. You know what? At this point, you can be awake. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was our lightning round for the week. So with that, we are well out of time. Just wanted to give you a, a very quick thank you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Appreciate time you is nothing but a construct. And right, we can truly. go as long as you want. And hard. You know what? The biggest part is, is you have editing software. It is That's true. true. That is true. That is true. This could be, be 20 minutes where it's over with. It's true. I'm going to I'm gonna edit it so that we all sound like chipmunks and this is a 20-minute episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with that, uh, thank you again. And I'm going to end recording now. Yay. Yay. Bye. <laughs> This has been the Austin Otaku Podcast. To learn more about us and our show, to be a guest, or to subscribe to our show, go to www.austinotaku.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter.